Thanks for checking out the Renew Life Church podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that today's message encourages you. You know, we've been in a series called Family Tune-Up, and Brayden's been talking to us about all kinds of things as it comes to family, marriage, parenting, finances. And so today we're going we're gonna to take a little shift and talk about something um, a, a little different. And I want to ask, I want to start off by asking you this question. What if I told you there's a better way to live your life than the way that you're living it right now? What if that was actually possible? What if there's a way for you to step into a, a life that there's more fulfillment, that there's more success, that there's more reward? What if that was available to you? I mean, how many of you would be interested in that by a show of hands? Anybody? Yeah, I think all of us should raise our hands because whether our life is really, really good right now or maybe it's not so good, the truth is better is better. We all want better. And I'm, I'm here to propose to you today that, that, that actually Jesus, he's actually made this better life available. That he's actually bought and paid for it. You know, the word tells us this, that Jesus came to give us life. But I love the second part of that. It says he came to give us life and life more abundantly. Jesus came to give us an abundant life. In other words, he came to give us a better life. I'm, I'm unashamed to stand up here in front of you today and, and, and declare this. If you have God in your life, your life will be better. And I'm not saying that you'll never face anything bad or they'll never be hurt or there'll never be things that are hard for you to go through. But I can tell you this, it'd be a lot be- it's a lot better to go through hard things with God on your side than with, with him not in your life. See, life with him is better. The, the funny thing about God is, though, is that when he presents this better life, when he presents this better way, it comes in a way that we don't expect it. It comes packaged differently. It looks a lot different than the way that we as humans would expect it or, or think it should be. You know, Scripture tells us that God's ways are higher than our ways, that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so this better life actually looks a little bit different than maybe what you're expecting. I want to talk to you about that today. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 16. And so if you have your phone and you want to pull out your Bible app, you can do that. We'll have Scripture on the screen. And then to see who the real Christians are, how many of you brought a real Bible in print, tangible? Raise your hand like you're proud about it. You are assured you are going to heaven. Look at that. You brought a real Bible to church. Hey, no condemnation for you techies out there. Matthew chapter 16. We're going to be in verses 21 through 23. Here's Jesus. He's walking with his disciples. He's living this life with them. And he comes to this point in his ministry where it's actually the end of the road. He's about to go to the cross. And he begins to talk to his disciples about that. He begins to share with them and and actually predict his death and what's going to happen. And here's, here's where we pick up in the story. He's actually doing that. Verse 21 He says, from then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. Verse 22, but Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him. 
Peter needs some help, y'all. All All right, Peter's got problems. I don't know if you know this, but if Jesus prophesies something, he doesn't ever miss it. (laughs) He never gets it wrong. He's 100% accurate. And so here he is, and Peter's like, he begins to reprimand Jesus for saying such things. And look, look what he says. He says, heaven forbid, Lord, this will never happen to you. Verse 23, Jesus turned to Peter and he said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view and not from God's. Now, I want to stop right here in this story and let you know what Jesus is about to say next is very important. In fact, it's so important that it's recorded. What he says next, it's recorded in all four Gospels. And it's recorded twice in Matthew. So whenever God does this, you need to know, if he repeats himself in Scripture, you need to know he's, it's, it's like God yelling at you. It's like, hey, hey, boy, hey, girl, pay attention. I'm, I'm going to say it over and over. It, it's the equivalent of your mom or your dad using your full name when you get in trouble, all right? This is what God is doing. And look at what he says next. Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? I want to title today's message, The Principle of Letting Go. The Principle of Letting Go. Let's pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for these precious moments right now. These moments that we get to share around your word that is life-giving that has breath in it, that helps us live our life the way that you've called us to live our life. And today we just say we respect it. We honor your word today. Holy Spirit, we ask that as we, we talk, that um, you lead and that you guide us into all truth. And right now, we just set aside all of our cares, all of our worries, and we open up ourselves just to receive all that you have for us today, God. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. We're going to do a little testimony service right here um, by a show of hands. How many of you would admit that you're hard-headed? Raise your hand. Anybody like that? Hard-headed. Okay, that's pretty good, but maybe a more accurate. If the person sitting next to you is hard-headed, raise your hand. Oh, my gosh, so many wives' hands went with, like, fury in their eyes, like, this dude, yeah. The truth is, let me just break the truth for you public service announcement. We're all hard-headed. If you didn't raise your hand, you're just being hard-headed about not being hard-headed. It's true. We're all that way. We all like our own way, don't we? We all like to do things our way. We like to, to think the way we think. We like to talk the way we talk. There's this thing about us as, as humanity being hard-headed. We really like to hold on to things. And one of the main things that we love to, ha- to hold on to, to hang on to, is our opinion. Come on, don't you just love your opinion? Isn't it so good? Mine is so good. And you hold on to your opinion. 
Now, this, this can be a really good thing when it comes to your beliefs and, and the things that you believe God about. Man, you're just hard-headed. Be hard-headed about those things. Great. But a lot of times it puts us in some bad situations, right? Our hard-headedness gets the best of us. How do I know? Because I'm married, right? And we're, for those of you who are married, you realize that being hard-headed doesn't always work so good in your favor. I don't know if you've ever actually done this before. I pray that you have. But have you ever sat down with maybe your spouse or a friend or someone who just disagrees with you? Have you ever sat down with that person and had a conversation and genuinely tried to hear them out? Have you ever sat down and, and really listened to them, really listened to your wife, really listened to your husband and how they feel about that situation? I know this from experience. It's hard to do. It's hard when someone who disagrees with you so much, it's hard to understand them. But I've discovered this. When you have a genuine affection for people, when you truly care what care for what they care about, and you really want to just sort of get on their level and hear what they're saying, the only way possible that you can do that is that you have to lay down your opinion first. The only way you can grab hold of someone else's point of view, of how someone else sees things, of how someone else perceives things, is you first, you've got to truly lay down your perception, your thoughts, your opinion, and hear what they have to say. If you don't do that, I'll tell you what happens. Everything they say, you're arguing with it in, their he in your head, about to say something else, and you don't even hear what they say. Come on, amen? So you have to, to, to lay down. See, this is the, pr the principle of letting go. This is the principle of letting go. And the principle of letting go says this. You have to let go of to be able to hold on to. You first have to let go of something in order to be able to hold on to something. I want to show you one more example of what I'm talking about today. This week... Uh, we were, I was in, I just recently brought, bought a home gym. It's in the garage, and I've been working out, and my little, little boy, he's been running around watching me. And, and so you know, one day he wanted to get up there and lift with me. He wanted, he wanted to work out with me, get big, all right? So um, I let him get up on me, and my wife happened to walk out. She happened to record it. This, this happened this week, and um, this is the principle of letting go. I'm going to show you. This is what happened. So. I don't know if you've ever tried to work Whoa. out in a diaper, but it's fantastic, I think. Um, so there's Stratton. And it all goes good until about the very end, about right here. So <laughs> come on, dads, raise your hand if you've ever saved some lives like I did. We are, we, we've got some athletic ability, you know what I'm saying? Like, man. I mean, it all started out good. It was, this is how it always happens with dad, right? Anytime mom's like, okay, yeah, you can do that with your dad, on the inside, you know. <laughs> this, is what, this is what's happening next. <laughs> but this is a perfect example of the principle of letting go. I had to let go of that bar so that I could grab hold of my son. I had to let go so I could save him. But it would have never happened if I wouldn't have let go. Hear me today. It's only when you let go of your life that you're able to grab hold of the life that God has for you. 
It's only when you let go of your life that you're able to grab hold of the life that he has for you. It's only when you let go of your dream, of your desires, of your wants, of your thoughts, of what you want to do, that you're actually able to grab hold of the dream that God has for you, of the way that he has planned for you, of the desire that God Almighty has for you. This is what Jesus was teaching us in the four Gospels. This is what he was saying. He said, if you want to be my follower, look at verse 24, I think it is. He said, if you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. Notice, I want you to notice the progression here. He said, if you want to be my follower, I can go ahead and raise my hand there. Yeah, Jesus, I want to follow you. If you want to be my follower, first thing to do, give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. He says, first you must give up so that you can take up. First you must let go so that you can grab hold of. First you must get rid of, lay down, so that you can truly grasp all that God has for you. Verse 25, he says, if you want, if you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. If you try to hang on to the bar, your kid's going down. If you try to hang on, if you, in other words, if you do not let go of your way, of your thoughts, of your desires, of your dream, of your life, you'll actually lose it. But the good news is if you give up your life for my sake, if you let go of your life for my sake, you'll actually save it. If you let go of your desire, he'll actually give you your real desire. If you let go of your, maybe your dream that's not from God, he'll actually place within your heart the dream that he really has for you. But see, it's, it's the principle of letting go. We can't really grab hold of it unless first we let go. You know, I think that we wonder sometimes why life is the way that it is. And we wonder sometimes why our Christian experience is the way that it is. You know, you come to church and you listen to worship music and you, you listen to a message and, and on, on the inside you may be thinking like, I, I want that, that kind of relationship all the time. I want to experience what I experience on Sunday all the time. And, and it seems like the things of God maybe are just out of your reach and you can't really grasp and grab a hold of them. And can I propose to you today that maybe the reason that you can't grab hold of the things of God in the way that you want to live is because you're holding on to something. That maybe you can't grab hold of because your hands are full. Maybe you can't grab hold of because you actually won't let go. You won't let it go. You know, life in the kingdom, can I tell you, if you've been a Christian for some time, you understand this. Life in the kingdom is all about letting go. And the moment that you let go of something, God comes about a month later and says, oh yeah, will you let go of that one too? Will you let go of this too? The, the, the kingdom is not, is not so much about grasping all these things. There's a lot of it that's about letting go of some things. Opening your hand. Opening your life. 
You know, one of the ways that you can live in the kingdom, you want to know one of the practical ways you can live in the kingdom in this let it go mentality is you need to wake up every day and listen to the Frozen soundtrack. Let it go, let it go. That's all the words that I know, and it's all the words I want to know, all right? How many of you are tired of that song? All right, praise God. I, I love you so much, me too. And this whole week, as I was preparing the message, that's the only thing I could hear in my head. <laughs> let it go a million times. But this is, this is life in the kingdom. And can I tell you, this is what following looks like. Jesus started this whole thing off, if you want to be my follower. Follower. The following means this. It means that when my way doesn't line up with God's way, that I choose God's way over my way. When it means when my thoughts don't line up with the way that the Bible says my thoughts should be, when they're not righteous thoughts, it means I, I let go of my wrong thoughts and I grab hold of his thoughts. It means when I have desires that are of the flesh, it means that I let go of the flesh and I pursue and grab hold of the spirit. It means that sometimes we have to let go of fear and grab a hold of love. It means that we let go of pride so that we're able to grab hold of humility. You know, this is what Peter was dealing with in the story. He was, the principle of letting go was working in his life. Jesus prophesies his death. He says all these things, and Peter begins to reprimand him. But why, I want to ask you the question, why did Peter miss it? What made Peter miss it with the Lord? I mean, he was a guy, he got to be with Jesus all the time. You would think those guys wouldn't miss it as much, right? Oh, he missed it. You want to know why? Well, Jesus tells us why. And he says this, Peter, you're seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. In other words, Jesus said, Peter, you won't let go of the way that you see it. And because you won't let go, you're not able to see the way that I see it. Peter, because you won't let go of your perspective, you can't see the eternal work that I'm about to do on the cross. That there's millions of people who will be saved because of this one act. You're seeing things merely from a human point of view and not from God's. And can I just say this? I wonder how many heavenly things we miss because we're not willing to let go of our earthly perspective. I wonder how many heavenly things we're not able to grab hold of because of the earthly things we're holding on to. I know this message is a little bit introspective. It sort of gets on you. Man, but Jesus, his statement was radical, wasn't it? He said, if you want to follow me, deny your selfish ways, take up your cross and follow. He said, if you want to save your life, lose your life. <laughs> oh, okay, Jesus sounds hard enough, right? It, it wasn't like he said something easy. But can I tell you, there is something more for you. There's a so much better life for you whenever you lose it for him. I was just this week, with, took my seven-year-old, and um, I'm an assistant coach for our first and second grade 
football team, flag football team. And um, I'm going to need you all to lay hands on me after service because of that. Because it is rough, (laughs) y'all. It is hard. Um, It's like herding cats out there, 24. I mean, it's just the entire time. It's like, what are you doing? This is our fourth practice. Get behind the ball. You don't line up in front of the ball. We're going this way. And they'll, all right, ready, break. They'll line up and just be like this. We haven't gone that way the whole time we've been here. We're going that way. Anyway, okay, moving on. I could just, how much time I got left? I could just complain for the next hour, all right? But we're, we're having these, these, this, this kind of practice, and my son is just, he's, he's playing quarterback, and he's not having a good day. I mean, it's, it's a bad day. Um, I don't know if you've heard this term, but he can't hit the broad side of a barn, all right? He's just, he's throwing the ball over people, to the left of people, to the right, short. Hey, don't throw it so far. Throw it shorter. You need, throw it longer next time. And it was just like, we, I couldn't, I couldn't get it done. And we, we, we did this drill, and at some point, and y'all, y'all may be judging me on this, but I was like, just Jackson, stop and leave. <laughs> if you don't leave right now, I'm going to do something really bad. I was like, you're not throwing anymore. Get in line with the receivers and at least try to catch it or something. Do something good. All right. And he was just, he was, he was on the struggle. Y'all stop judging me, all right? Okay. And... I know you think of this same thing about your kids. You're, you're watching them play soccer and be like, seriously? You can't, you, you whiffed the ball? Okay, so it, it's, it just spiraled out of control to the point where he was crying. Another kid said something. He punched the kid in the arm. So I had to break him up. I had to run him. And on the inside, I'm trying to hold it together for the rest of the team, knowing that I want to rip into my son. So much. So finally, we all get into the car to drive home. My wife is there, my younger son, and I am, I'm serious, y'all, I'm furious to the point where she's asking me questions and I'm giving those just one answer, you know, one short answers like, well, what are you going to do? Nothing. Okay. And she finally got the point, like, I'm just, don't talk to him, you know. (laughs) We're starting to get closer to home. And she's like, she turns and looks at me. She's like, are you going to say something? And I looked right back, her, back at her. And I said, do you want me to say something? <laughs> she was like, not really now. <laughs> you said it that way. And I was just dealing with it on the inside. And finally we got home, and they got out of the car. My young Jackson stayed in there. And long story short, I ended up having one of uh, probably the best conversation I've had with him. And I learned some things about him that I didn't really know. And I began to speak into his life that I, in a way that I never had spoken into it before. And we had this special moment. But I have to tell you this. I wasn't able to have that special moment. I wasn't able to have that special talk until I was able to let go of my anger. Until I was able to let go of my frustration. Can I be real with you today? Until I was able to let go of my disappointment. But as soon as I did that, wisdom was waiting on the other side. As soon as I did that, understanding was waiting on the other side. And the truth be told, if I would not have been able to let go, I would not have been able to grab hold 
of the wisdom that was in that situation. I would have not had the divine appointment that God had set out for me to have with my son that day if at first I would not have let go of the wrong thing and the wrong thought and the wrong desire on the inside of me. You have to let go so you can grab on to. And can I just say this about God? He's so good that even in the midst of your holding on, even in the midst of you not wanting to let go, can I tell you the moment that you let go that there's something waiting right there on the other side? That there's always something to grab a hold of. There's always something to grab onto. God doesn't make you let it go and then work to get over here to where you can finally grab it. No, he says, let go. As soon as you let go, mm, right there, grab onto wisdom. Let go of anger. Grab onto joy. Let go of your selfish ways and grab a hold of humility. Maybe for you, well, let, let me ask you all this today. What is it that you need to let go of? Let's just stop. Let's just stop playing the game. Like, let's just stop making it a big deal. Let's stop acting like our, our thing is too big and we don't want anybody to know about it. Here's the thing. Every person sitting in this chair, every person that will hear my voice on the podcast, there's something that you need to let go of. I'm not out of this picture. Neither are you. And can, just let it go. Stop holding on to offense. Let it go. Say, how do I let it go? Nike, you just do it. Sorry I brought Nike into this conversation. I know there's a lot of bad feelings about them right now. Edit that out of the podcast. No, I'm kidding. But can I, can I ask you, and especially to those of you who are offended, you need to know that if you're not letting go of that offense, there's a reward and there's a result that you're getting from not letting go. And you know what it is? Bitterness. The Bible calls it a root of bitterness. You, know, you wanna know why? Because bitterness has a way of rooting itself into our life. But I gotta tell you today, bitterness is not the thing. It's the offense that caused the bitterness. Relationally, we've all gone through things and relationally you may have gone through something and there is that offense. You're, it's not doing you any good to keep, to keep holding on to that. And, and here's the real truth, you holding on to it isn't hurting that person. It's just hurting you. It's time to let go. Am I saying that this is easy? No, I'm not. I know. But if you'll let go, I'll tell you what you'll, you'll be able to grab on to. Freedom and peace that surpasses all understanding. A peace that will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. It's no longer dragging and carrying along this heavy burden anymore. But you begin to live and rest in this lightness about you. Let it go. Maybe it's not something big like that for you. But what does losing your life for his sake really look like in everyday life? Maybe it means that you 
you let go of the food that you want to eat and you, by the grace of God, hold on to the food you know you should eat. So many times I got to walk into my pantry at night and say, devil, get away. <laughs> the, the devil is in Oreos, all right? They're heavenly, but the temptation is the devil. Now I'm going to let go of that. I'm going to pursue this way. Maybe it means you just need to let go of your finances. On the inside, you're doing this to your money. You're afraid what's going to happen. Ah, no, live your life like this. Maybe it means you let go of the way that you talk. Maybe it means that you let go of the way that you joke around with your buddies. Maybe it means that you just let go of that one thing that you know you shouldn't be holding on to. And today I have to tell you that I'm not giving you a checklist. I'm not giving you a law to abide by. I'm not giving you something that you just have to go and look at your life. And, and, and let me just say this. Anytime Jesus reveals a truth in his word, we never want to take the law and rules and place it on top and be like, that's how I get to what Jesus says. The law will never lead you there. Grace will. Grace will empower you to do the very thing, to let go of the very thing he's telling you to let go of. So what I'm saying is this, what's the Holy Spirit saying to you? He's already told you. <laughs> what's he saying to let go of? Let him empower you to do it. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter and the champion of your faith. Let go so that you can grab on to all that God has for you. I'll close with Matthew 11 talks about what life looks like when you hold on and what it looks like when you let go. Jesus said this, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. Some of you need to know today that this life that he has for you it's not going to send you into evil. It's not going to send you into bad. Why? Because Jesus is humble and he's gentle at heart. That you can trust that his life is actually better. He says, I'm humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Here's the result of hanging on to your life. Weariness and a heavy burden. Here's the result of giving up your life for his sake. Rest in a light burden. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. You can find out more about our ministry at RenewLifeChurch.com or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Also, our app is available for download so that you can stay up to date. Again, we are so glad you joined us. If you're in the Midland Odessa area, we invite you to come be our guest at one of our services. Have a great day, and we hope to see you soon.